the 14th of December, 2006, episode 60. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. If you spend any time studying design, or simply just sitting down and trying to create a truly functional design, you probably know that it's not the easiest thing to do. Working alone can bring about many challenges, but working in a group can provide a totally different experience, some good and some bad. Today we're going to look at some of the factors that come into play when working in a group or a team atmosphere. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Just a couple of items on the list today. Uh, I wanted to kind of go over the schedule that's going to be coming up here because there is lots of holidays and all that kind of good stuff coming up. So at least for some, it will be for me. Uh, The schedule is, of course, this is the 14th. The next Thursday would be the 21st. And I am planning on releasing an episode for that day. And uh, most likely there will be a quick tips on the Wednesday, the 20th also. On the 28th would be the, the Thursday following that. I do not plan to put one out. I'm leaving town actually on the 21st and not coming back until probably after the new year. So there is not going to be, most likely not going to be a quick tips or a rookie designer the week of the 25th. Uh, I'm still undecided as to whether I'm going to be able to do those for the following week, which would be the third and the fourth. Um, if I can get my stuff together and, you know, get back in the flow once I get back from my long vacation, I will do this, but uh, it's not set in stone. So we could go two weeks without anything. So just be prepared for that if it does happen. Uh, I wanted to give some thanks today. I usually save my thank yous for the end, but. I have lots of things to be thankful for. Uh, First of all, I want to thank everybody that wished me a happy birthday on uh, MySpace. I got a bunch of comments there. Thank you guys for that. Um, My birthday was on the 11th, and I'm a year older and hopefully a year wiser for it. But thank you guys for for recognizing that and sending me a little message. Uh, I also want to thank Jeremy for the engraving that he made me. And he's actually sending this to me. He made an engraving of the Rookie Designer logo. And you can find this. Actually, I, I decided to uh, make it the artwork for this podcast. So if you go up into the... Uh, if, you're, if you're listening to this in iTunes, then you can just show the artwork for it and you'll be able to see it. It looks very nice. Um, if not, you can go up to the forums as well and check out the thread that he put a picture in. And that's where I actually got that picture from. And uh, it's in the, the section called The Lounge, and the name of the thread is called Laser Engraving, and you can see it there. Very nice work, though, and thanks again, Jeremy, for uh, first of all doing that, but actually sending it to me as well. I'm looking forward to getting that. Uh, I also want to thank everyone for their emails that have been coming in. Uh, it seems like every week I have plenty of emails to go through. I don't always get to them very quickly. But I I definitely appreciate everything that everyone has to say. A lot of people are always giving me ideas for shows, and that's definitely awesome. Because, again, I'd love to do shows on what you guys want to hear about. 
And also sometimes I'm lazy and don't want to think of something. So it's, it really helps out. It's really, it's really great to get those ideas from people. But some of the other ones just, you know, tell me they found, they found the show and they're enjoying it. And that's, that's great to hear too. I love that. Uh, also people who have been giving us spam alerts and a special thanks go out to Kitty and Marco as well for always helping with that on the forums. But for those of you who have also helped me, helped us out by uh, letting us know when there's people posting spam up there. And then also the people who send me the messages through MySpace as well. I really appreciate that. And thank you everyone for listening to this show and, and making it uh, the great community that it is. Uh, I always talk about this community and, you know, you don't always have to participate fully for, for it to be worth it for you. I mean, just listening to these things, I'm sure, is is some help to you, whether it be actually learning something or just gaining some inspiration from it. But, um, you know, I, I really wouldn't have a reason to do this if, if we didn't have all the great people that listen to it. And uh, I really appreciate that. So I'm sure I don't say it enough. Uh, one actual piece of news, and I, I went over this last week, but if you go to the, the website, rookiedesigner.com slash rookie, you're going to find a new section. If you look at the the navigation bar that's at the top, there's a new section called Archive. And if you go on that, there's a bunch of links that will take you to the first 20 episodes of Rookie Designer. These are the episodes that I took off of the feed file. So you're not going to find them just hanging out in iTunes or whatever aggregator you're using. If you want these, you got to go into this website and get them. And you will have to actually set up an account with that website because you kind of have to add them to your, your shopping cart and then check out. They are still all free. You won't have to pay anything to get these downloads, but you will have to set up some kind of account so that you can do that. So uh, definitely take advantage of that if you want them. So I did get a question from a listener uh, who emailed me, and they had a question about kind of dealing with art directors or managers and when, when they're trying to impose their will on you or they're trying to, you know, basically tell you what to do, I guess. And I, I think we've talked a little bit about that. And we've gone over some things that have some something to do with that, at least, because we talked about what you do with clients. When clients uh, are saying, I want a certain thing, and you're trying to say, well, that's not going to look that great, or that's not the way we usually would do that how do you deal with a situation like that? And of course it's a little bit different when you're talking about an art director or manager, because most likely they're your boss. It's their job to be the last line of defense, uh, looking at your designs and saying, does this work? Uh, maybe you need to work on this or that. And the best way that I can explain it is just describing, you know, certain things that go along with working in a group of people, because that's basically what you're doing. You're collaborating with someone else even though may, it may seem like they're just looking at your work and, and putting it down and making you do it again, uh, it's, it, goes, it goes with uh, all the things that you would experience working in a team of people. So I, I don't think I'm going to outright answer the question because there really is no answer to the question. It, it has a lot to do with what your job is compared to their job and what the actual piece you're working on is and what it's trying to do. There's a lot of factors that go into that, so I don't think there's any one blanket answer that could say, this is how you deal with an art director that won't let you do what you want to do. Because a lot of times, like I said, that's their job. So even if you don't like what they're saying, sometimes it is going to be the best thing. So anyways, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about working in a group. 
And this was this has actually been on my list for probably about six months or a year now as a topic that I wanted to do. Somebody asked for it, I think, in the first contest that we did. So it was quite a while ago. But uh, I don't like to just sit up here and jibber-jabber about stuff that I don't know about, that I have no clue about, uh, that I can't research at least. But I like to talk about things that I've experienced in my own job. So for a while there, I couldn't do it because as many of you will know, if you've been listening, I worked about the first five years of my career. I've always worked alone. I was an in-house designer. Uh, I had some influence from the outside. I had a a marketing manager kind of directing me, but as far as figuring out how to design a piece, how to solve a design problem, it's all been up to me. And that's a very, very different situation than actually having at least one other person or maybe several other people right there to work on the same project with you at the same time. So I can finally do that because I just moved to a new position where I'm the web designer and I work on the whole development team. I work with the Java developers. Uh, I went through this whole thing, but we have a tester, we have a database database person and a system administrator, all those people. They don't all directly relate to what I'm doing, but a lot of them do. And a lot of the processes that we go through, I really have to collaborate with all those people. So I have a pretty good idea of what it takes now. Uh, I could have guessed before, I'm sure, but I have a pretty good idea of of what what kind of things you really have to focus on to make sure that that relationship works well between you and the other people in your group. So there are a few things, like I said, that are different when you're working in a group of people than working by yourself. And I think probably the first one you would notice or the, the maybe the main thing that you have to remember is communication. Communication is key. You have to be able to talk to these people on several different levels to keep everything flowing, keep everything moving in the right direction. Uh, you have to really realize that these other people around you are a resource. They're there to first of all, aid you in getting these projects done, but they can also be there to help you if you have a problem with something. If there's something you can't figure out, or if there's something that uh, maybe somebody's a little more knowledgeable about, they're a resource right there for you. And, you know, if if you're able to communicate with these people, then that resource is not going to be wasted. You're going to be able to get everything you need out of that person and vice versa. They're going to be doing it with you. And communication obviously goes two ways and you need to have that built up. You also may have to present your ideas. Uh, If you both are working on one project, everybody's going to be bringing in their ideas and you need to be able to present those well, first of all, so that everyone can understand what you're talking about, but also so that maybe they'll actually pick your idea because it makes sense. You need to be able to present that. You need to back up with reasons of why you did what you did and, and why it makes sense and why they should why should why they should pick your idea for how to go about designing a certain project. And you have to be be on the same page with everybody else to deliver your projects on time to just basically like I said get everything done, make the workflow as as efficient as possible and just get everything everything working. Because the last thing you need is a bunch of designers who are very talented getting hung up on processes like getting things to certain stages and uh, actually getting the work out on time, that's going to kill you. It's not going to matter how good of an artist you are. If your things don't get out on time, then your company's going to be losing money. So you really have to break out of that state of being an introvert 
And maybe some of you aren't. There's a lot of designers that are probably very outgoing. Uh, I'm not one of those people. Uh, I generally like to sit at my desk and, and put on my headphones and not talk to anybody. And perhaps that also comes from the fact that I've worked alone for five years. But it's just how I like to work. I like to totally immerse myself in work. When I'm at home and I work at night, I like to work in the wee hours of the morning, you know, up until like two, three in the morning, because I, I just shut the lights off. I put my headphones on. There's nobody, nobody else is awake to bother me. I just immerse myself in my work. And it seems like I, I'm a lot more productive that way. Uh, you might be able to get away with this, but you might not. I mean, if you're, if you're being very interactive with the people around you, everybody's bringing ideas constantly on how to uh, make the design better. You might not be able to do this. So you're going to have to be prepared to really break out of that, that mode and really interact with everybody around you. You also have to learn how to let everything out. Don't hold anything inside anymore. You need to let out all your ideas, uh, maybe of, of how to go about doing things, your thoughts maybe on other people's work, maybe concerns that you have about a certain way that they did things. And that brings me to the next point, which is sharing and critiquing. Now, first of all, if you want to dive completely into this issue of critiquing, then you go. You should go back and listen to Rookie Designer number twenty-two, and that one is that's all that whole episode is all about. And I share a lot of ideas and, and experiences that I took away from my school, where we were forced to do lots of critiquing, which is a great thing. But uh, yeah, if you want to totally immerse yourself in that topic, then check out number twenty-two. But if you've heard that one, you you probably know what I'm talking about here, and a lot of the same things apply. The only thing different may be that it might happen on a more consistent basis because you're going to be interacting with these people a lot more. Uh, when I was talking about the one, the things that happened in school, it was basically we would finish a project or at least get halfway done and then have somebody look at it and critique it and you know tell you what they thought about it. This is probably going to happen a lot more often when you're working in a team because you guys need to get things done efficiently. You don't want to get halfway done and until have somebody tell you that it's not working and have to go back back to step one and do the whole thing over again. So it's going to happen a lot more, more constantly. But basically, you need to be able to criticize things constructively. You can't just take somebody's artwork down and say, you know, I don't like that. It's not working. It sucks. Whatever. You need to be able to tell them what's wrong with the piece or what you think is wrong with the piece or how it could be made better so that they can go back and have an idea of what they're going to do to actually start working that on that again. You also can't take things personally. This is a big one. Uh, a lot of people at least start out this way and it can really destroy their career because they get so emotional about people telling them there's something wrong with their artwork and you really you just have to take all of the emotion out of it it's just work when it comes down to it yes it's art it's something that you maybe pour your heart and soul into but it's still work it still has to follow these certain guidelines of of getting across the message that you need to get across and that's why I always say we're not designing to design something that's cool looking we're designing for a purpose so you can't get too attached to, to what you're doing you have to be able to take that criticism as well as dishing it out. Uh, it's also not a competition. So in, in, in some businesses, unfortunately, it probably is. 
there is those there are those people that maybe want to be the top designer so they're just going to you know take down everybody's artwork and tell them you know this is wrong and this is wrong and I don't like that and I don't like that but you know the only way we can eliminate this is to try ourselves to all not be that person because it's so counterproductive to have somebody like that the more you work together the better ideas you're going to come up with and you really need to use it to your advantage that way and and I go back to when I was doing the interview with Ken Barber said something very similar to that because we were talking about you know people having other people having input on what you're doing and he said it was great because it happens all the time he'll think he'll have something that's that's just beautiful that just totally works and then his partner would come over and tell him that you know that's that's not really doing it why don't you try this instead and then he would come up with something even better so it can really work to your advantage and you just have to look at it that way. You can't look at it as a personal attack from the other person. You also need to make sure that you do your research because you need to back up your ideas here. When you're telling somebody that there's something not working about their, their design or their artwork, you need to be able to back yourself up and say, this is why it's not working. You, if you just say it's not working, I'm not sure why again, that's, that's counterproductive because that person doesn't know then how to go back and change it to make it better. So you need to really be educated. And that's where this whole theory thing comes into play. Uh, we did the whole color theory thing. And it's good to know things like that because it helps you to know when a design is right or not. Now, you might just know it by looking at it. But if you have some information to back that up, it's going to be that much more helpful for the other person. And it's also going to make you look smart, which is always good. Another important thing, and this kind of goes back to some of the things I was just saying, but just having a positive attitude about the whole thing. There will be, as I said, those people who who like to just put everybody down, but you really got to try not to be that type of person that, that demeans others or devalues others' work. They put a lot of effort into what they do, even if it's not that good. They put a lot of effort into it, and you can't just tear it down. You can't just tell them that it sucks you got to work with them, and we're going to look at a little bit later why that's going to be even more important to you to help these people out and help them make their designs even better. The keys to the game. Our key command for today is in Photoshop, and what we're doing here is we're arranging the layers, and that is arranging the layers without having to use the mouse and click on them and move them around like that. So if we want to move the layer back, or if you were looking at the layers palette, it would be moving it down. You're going to, first of all, have that layer highlighted. Then you're going to, you're going to press Command or Control in the left bracket. If you want to move it forward in the design, or again, if you're looking at the layers palette, it would be moving it up. And you're going to be pressing Command or Control in the right bracket. Now, if you want to move this to the extreme front, which would be the top of the layers palette, or the extreme back, that would be the bottom, you're going to add shift to that. So it would be command or control shift in the left bracket to move all the way to the back, and command or control plus shift plus the right bracket to move it all the way to the front. I think one of the very unfortunate things about working in a group is the need for meetings. I think I've shared a few thoughts about meetings in the past, and uh, well, if you've heard that, you probably know already how I feel about them. 
And well, at least in the business world, they're a, a humongous waste of time. At least in the design world, I think they can be a little bit more productive because you're actually, if you're actually going over things that you're working on and trying to generate ideas of how to make them better or how to solve the design problems, that can really be a big help. But you really do need that time to collaborate with the others, especially if you have more than just a couple of people. If you just have a couple of people, I guess it's still a meeting, but you'll probably just sit you know, right next to each other or sit down at the other person's computer and go over things. When you start getting larger design firms where there's lots of people, at least this is what I can imagine, we have, we have meetings on what we're doing, but you're going you're gonna to need that time when you can all gather together and share ideas and produce new thoughts and really get some direction for where you're going with your your different pieces that you're working on. I think even more importantly, these meetings are good for staying on the same page with other people. And that really has to do with management. And that is uh, management of your projects, which would mean like deadlines, timelines, where all these projects fall into place, uh, who's working on what and what their progress is on that, and all those kinds of good things. Uh, Sounds very exciting, I know, and that's why meetings are so great, but these are things that you really need to nail down. And the more people you add to the equation, uh, the the harder it gets, really. And that's why you have to have these meetings, so, so that everybody is on the same page and knows what they're doing, knows what their function is, at least for that week or that month or whatever it may be. Uh, very important things to do, even though they're not all that enthralling. The next one, uh, another dead horse that I've beat several times is organization. And yes, there is another old episode for this. It's actually in the archives, the the ones that I was talking about of the first 20 that were removed from the feed. So if you need some help with organization, I would go back and look through those. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the number is, but go back and look through those and uh, find that organization one. I think it's called something like let's get organized or something like that. But this is a really important one. And I think I talked about working in a group when I talked about organization because that's when it really comes to light. First of all, you have to have your priorities set for your projects. Which projects are more important? Which ones are you going to work on first? Is there something maybe down the line a little bit that maybe a quicker project, it might not be due right now, but you can knock it out in a half an hour. These are big things you have to be organized about what you need to do so that you can get everything done on time. Uh, Like I said, the last thing you want to do is have things coming in late because you're going to start losing money and eventually lose your job. But also uh, on the files, you need to keep your files nice and neat because you're going to be passing these files to other people. They have to use them as well. So everything has to be in its place so that if you're working on something like a video or a layout, maybe an InDesign or Quark, you need to have all those supporting files in the right place so that they can just pick up right where you left off and they're not looking for things that are missing or maybe you have different versions of, of an image that you were using and uh, they're, they're just, they waste time by looking for these things. So make sure everything is organized and in its place and uh, it'll make the workflow all that much more easy for everyone. And I mean, You'll know it the first time you get something back from somebody else and you can't find something. It's going to be very frustrating. So if you have a hard time organizing your stuff, just think about that. Just think about if somebody passed you something and now you, you're you completely lost because they didn't keep all their, their stuff in order. 
some common traps. And I think this comes from me because moving from a, a position where I was working alone, going into something that where I have to work with a lot of people. If you start out just straight out of school in a job where you're working in a big group, this might not be a thing for you. But even in school, I think you can get these tendencies because in school, much of the time, you're probably working alone. Usually they do split you up into groups sometimes just so you can start working on that collaboration and the communication and everything we've been talking about here. But a lot of the stuff you probably will do on your own. So some of the common traps you can fall into. Uh, I made a masterpiece and no one can tell me any differently. And I touched on this a little earlier, but you can't get too attached to the things that you make, especially when they're in the, the very first stages of being designed. You can't really get so hooked on something that you're not going to be able to accept criticism from someone else because most likely it's coming. Most people I know can't just design something and it's just perfect. There's no way it can be improved upon. And that's just a good thing to remember. I mean, you're just, you're probably most likely not going to be able to right out of the gate make something that's perfect that doesn't need to be changed at all. And if you go into it with that state of mind, then you're, you're going to be in a good space. You're going to be able to collaborate well with others. Uh, I know how to design better than so-and-so. This was another one we brought up. Don't be that person that thinks you're the best and you're going to be telling everybody else how to do something unless you get to that point where you're the art director and then that's going to be your job. But still, even being an art director and just slamming people's work and telling them that it's not good enough all the time is not going to be very productive for your company. So don't be that person that, that has that attitude that I am the best. I'm way better than these other people. So I will be telling them what to do. I'm not going to accept any input from them. It's got to be a two-way street. You can't, you can't just dish out the stuff and not take it. I can do this on my own. I don't need help. And I think that's, a, that's probably the hardest one to get used to after working alone. You depend so much on yourself that you're just not, you're, you're not in tune with other people. And it's hard to get in tune with other people and really get that communication working, really understand where the other person is coming from and be able to accept that. And it's just a hard thing to do. It's not easy. So that might actually be something that you struggle with for a little bit, but that's, that's okay. But, you know, just make sure you know which direction you're trying to move in. You're trying to get to the point where... You can really depend on these other people to help you out when you're in a bad situation. And uh, you don't have to do everything yourself. And what that really comes down to is trust. And trust is a huge thing. Trust is pretty much the foundation that all of this stuff sits on. You really have to have trust in those team members that you're working with. For a number of reasons. They're going to be working on your work. They're going to be developing your ideas or at least have some input on how your ideas are shaped and in what direction they go in. How they work is really going to reflect on how your final output looks. What you guys come up with is going to depend on how everybody works. Everybody who's, who even has a say-so on the project, it's going to be reflective of what all you guys come up with. And this is what I was talking about before. What that means is Helping other people make things better in a constructive way is going to is going to really help you out. 
Because if your final piece that has your name on it, that you were part of the team that built this design, if that comes out looking bad at all, because maybe somebody didn't pick up the slack and didn't do their job, that reflects badly on you. So you need to make sure that you help all the team members and you can help them by doing some of the things that we talked about, keeping things organized, uh, helping them out by giving them constructive criticism and not just telling them things, but maybe telling them how they can make it better. This also means that you need to accept help when it's given to you. And that goes back again to the criticism. If you can't take criticism, then this might not be the business for you because you're going to get it. But also accepting help on things that maybe don't have to do with how things look. Knowing when to go get help from people when you need it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And just really building that professional relationship. And once you're able to do all these things, it's going to make your life, first of all, a whole lot easier. But also it's really going to make you a better designer in the long run. Another thing I've said all along is working with other people is probably the best thing that you could possibly do because you're going to pick up a lot of stuff from these other people that you might not know. And they're going to pick up stuff from you. And you're going to get different perspectives on things. When you're working by yourself, you you can get that tunnel vision. And this is where that thought comes from that I've made a masterpiece and it doesn't need to be changed because you get into these modes where you tend to design things the same way and you get used to it and it always looks good to you. When somebody else's eyes are on it, they see something completely different than what you see. Even though, you know, maybe you are seeing some of the same things, they're going to think about it differently, which is why it is always very good to go out and look at other people's artwork at least. If you're not interacting with another designer, go out and look at how other people do things and that'll give you ideas of how to tweak your own process and make your your designs a little bit different as well. But you're really just going to gain a whole lot by being able to work with other people. And that's why it's so important to really build these relationships and make it work and uh, really be able to get that back and forth going between you and the other designers. Now that's what I call a rookie mistake. Our mistake today is something that I actually do quite a bit. And again, it's not on purpose. It's just what I'm used to, but you really can't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. I'm the type of person that if I kind of hit a roadblock somewhere, I will just scour the internet. I will look it up. I'll Google it. I'll look on uh, different forums, trying to find the answer, asking people about it on forums. Um, Rather than just maybe going walking over to the next cubicle and asking somebody you know whether they know the answer or not it's just usually not my way I usually like to find things out and this also comes a little bit from when I was in school I had a teacher that that said if you don't know how to do something we have books we've bought books for you guys look through the book find the answer yourself if then you go to the book and you can't find the answer then come ask me And I think that's a good way to work. You want to be self-sufficient to a certain point. You don't want to be that annoying person that comes to you every single time, you know, 20 times a day, no matter whether the thing is hard or not. You want to be a little bit self-sufficient so that, you know, first of all, maybe you can learn a little something more by actually finding the answer on your own rather than just getting it from somebody else. But the main thing is, don't be afraid to ask people for help. 
especially if you can't find the answer, make sure you use those resources around you and get the answer that you need. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. Our website for today is actually another fun one. And it was inspired by an email that I just got actually today. And uh, it's from one of our listeners who is a designer named Cam. And this website is worth1000.com. And that's worth the number 1000.com. And if you haven't been to this yet, you're in for a treat. He actually sent me a bunch of images off of this. But basically, it's a bunch of galleries for uh, designers, I guess. A lot of the stuff is like photoshopped photos. So some of the ones that he sent me that were pretty impressive, there was a frog. There's a frog that's like an orange frog. And they kind of morphed it with a an orange peel so that it's like kind of open in the middle, but on the ends, it's the frog. Another one was like a sheep that's kind of crossbred with some cauliflower. But very, some of the stuff is kind of cheesy on here, but there's some things on here that were, that are really, really good. And uh, if you do any of that kind of work in Photoshop where you try and kind of meld two pictures together, which is very good practice for manipulation techniques and stuff like that, then you'll enjoy this website. Well, check it out if you have some free time. It's a pretty cool thing to look at. Well, I almost forgot my uh, my statement that I make each week. Make sure you tell your friends about this show, about this podcast, your coworkers, your schoolmates, anybody who's interested in design or even maybe not interested. Make sure you tell them about this podcast. This is how we're growing this thing. I don't do the podcast alley thing anymore. Uh, I don't advertise at all because I can't afford it. So the only way that people find out about this show is when you guys tell them. So I would appreciate it if you continue to do that. And again, if you have any connections with any kind of media, any kind of magazines or websites or anything like that, maybe mention something to them as well about this podcast. It would really, really help me out and uh, I would really appreciate that. As always, you can contact me several different ways. If you want to email me, just send it to adam at rookiedesigner.com. You can also go to myspace.com slash rookiedesigner if you are a member of MySpace and want to do that. You can use the call-in line 619-573-4043 and add the country code and a 1 to that as well if you're outside the United States. Uh, you can also Skype me at username Titan Strides, and both that and the call in line will go to a voicemail message machine where you can leave me a voicemail. And of course, you can go to the forums and register for that. And that is at rookiedesigner.com slash forum. And an excellent way to contact lots of different designers and uh, interact with them. So that's all I have for this one. Again, we will be having uh, an episode the next week, but the the week after that, the week of the 25th, there will not be an episode, and the following week, uh, the week of the new year, might not have one. I still haven't decided on that one. I probably won't decide until that week, so uh, basically just check your ag- aggregator when you get back. If there's not one, you'll know why. Uh, thank you, everybody, again for listening, and just remember, everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. That one's high.
It's got the distance. It's I just found the frame Where I took your picture away In my wallet Like a saint From some other place That picture repays My eyes as they glaze Thousand lashes From a love long gone away I'll know that you're gone For good When the dawn kicks me awake I'll dress and move on Put on what I can take So take and get on you Sweet thing There's a phone call Aimed at me tonight You'll find me alone and getting high. 